You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network. Hello, this is Carvin Hagens. And for a brief moment of your time, I'd like to welcome you into the mind of CGH Thought. Nominated writer, producer, yes. artist. Um, uh, we're gonna just talk a little bit about his black excellence. So, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you no other than my brother Wiz. What up? What up? What up? What up? What's up, bro? What's up? What's good, Carl? What's the deal with you, my brother? Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. All is good, I'm my happy man. Happy to be here. So, so uh, on, on this show, CGH thought basically we just do a a run through of your life from mm. childhood to now. You know, wow. We call it praise through the process. You know what I mean? And, and, and wow. we normally have a lot of revelations yeah. <clears throat> when we have these conversations. So mm. um, real quick, you know, where, where, who are you, where you grew up at? Uh, my name is Gam. I'm a, I'm a North Philly representative. Although I'm, I'm like a nomad, I've lived in Southwest, South Philly, Northeast, uh, Delaware, you name it. I've, you know, put my hat anywhere. You in a tri-state? Yeah, I'm a tri-state guy. But I rep North Philly to the fullest. Yeah. EA all day. <laughs> <laughs> word, word, word. All yeah. right, so um, you grew up in North. What part of North you grew up in? Um, originally, 18th and Burks. So you know how back in the day... You got that one house. It's like a three-story house, but you got all your aunts, your cousins, your yeah. grandma, your mom. Yeah, it's a generation uncle, house. Yeah, generation, generation house. Yeah. So that was at 18th and Burks, and that's the same area Meek Mills is from. Oh, okay. Like, right, like, across. You cross, you on 18th, you cross Burke Street right there, Meek Mills' uh, house is right there. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, me and his sister's. Kind of tight. We pretty tight. Okay. All Shout right. out Nana. Okay. All right. Cool. So what? Uh, when you was growing up, you said it was a generational house. Was yes. your mom and dad there, or was it just your mom? Just there? my mom. My dad lived. So, coming up, my my uh, dad lived on Miami Street, which is right off of 18th Street, and then they moved to like 19th and York on Garnett Street. Okay. So my dad is from Garnett. Well, he's a valley. They, they call it the Valley. Right. Them back in the day gangs or whatever. Yeah. So here, if he still was our recipes, dad, but he'd be like, man, I'm from the valley, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? So yeah, my my the house it was like my mom. That was more so my mom. Okay, all right, good deal. Yeah. And what 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 school did you go to as far as grade school is concerned? Uh, the first the first school I ever went to was Hartran. Down ninth and that's down ninth in York. Like I told you, I lived all over the place. Right, right. So that's ninth in York, and then I went to Mead. Okay. Mead is at 18 for Oxford. That's from, middle school. That's that's still elementary. Okay. Okay. And then I went to, I got kicked out of Mead, mm-hmm. <laughs> being a knucklehead. 
Actually, I'm gonna tell you that story a little later. But no, me and my bro- right me and my brother got kicked out at the same time. Uh huh. So we used to like where we was from. It was these guys from like tw- like 17th, 19th and Jefferson, mm-hmm. right? So they used to try to jump us all the time. Uh-huh. So I took a knife to school one day, uh-huh. a little pocket knife. One no big knife, just a little pocket knife. Like, these dudes try me. Right. It's going to be on today. <laughs> the knife falls out of my pocket. Uh-huh. I get sent to the principal office. Mm-hmm. I get in the principal office. The principal like, oh, you guys are a gang. I'm like, a gang? What do you mean a gang? Guess who's behind the door? It's my brother. I'm like, wow. So they kicked us out of there for that, and then we ended up going to Frederick Douglass. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that, ooh, I got my behind tore up that day. Man. And you in the generational house. That's, that's like, what? that's mom kicking your butt and grandma. Well, grandma was savers. My grandma was like, well... He was trying to protect himself. <laughs> my baby's trying to protect, protect himself. Oh, that was kind of crazy, man. Like the the my brother's right behind the door. Right, right. That's crazy. But the same thing. Yo, that's crazy. That's the crazy. same thing. I had no idea that he had a knife though. Right, right. That's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So boy, all right. So that's 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 uh that's elementary. Yeah. Then high, middle school, high school. Middle school and high school was. Strawberry Mansion, and then from Mansion, I went to uh, Gratz. That's when I started. That's when the Area Avenue thing took on. Okay. We moved up there. We moved up. Actually, we moved to Hunting Park, like 20th Hunting Park on a block called Archer Street. Okay. And that's where the Area Ave adventures began. <laughs> All right, so boom. Rewinding, when did, when did music become a part of your life? Like, when did you start? Early. Music started early, like my mother's husband's brother used to get us together, and we it was like this stoop. So the only way we could stay out in the summertime is if we stood on that stoop where my mom and everybody could watch us sit on this stoop, and we would have talent shows mm. on this stoop, like the whole block, all the kids on the block. Right. We would have these talent shows, and he would get us together. And help us create these raps. Shout out to Uncle Dell. Mm. Yeah, he 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 was very instrumental in the rap side. But my mother had us singing in choirs in church. Cause I grew up a church kid. Okay, all right. Um, what, church, PK. what church you go to? Um, Edith Marino's church, uh, right there at 16th and Burke's Faith Tabernacle. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you yeah. was in, you was rapping rapping in the. Uh, on the stoop. On the stoop and, and going to church. Singing hymns at church. Yeah. So we went, you know how you go to church on from Tuesday, Monday night service, uh, Friday night revival, uh, youth ministry on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday is church. So you go, like, when I say my childhood was filled with, like, but it's a good thing, though, because right. I still, it's certain things I won't do to this day. Because I was raised in the church. That's good. That's good, right? Yeah. Uh, train a child where you where you should go. Yeah. I still have that. Depart. Yeah. Yes, sir. I still have that fear and respect for God. Like I don't think that ever went anywhere. Yeah. Even when I ran in the streets, it's still something yeah. with I, that voice used to be in my head. Like you know, you're doing wrong, right? Yeah. Now, what's crazy is that's the, that scripture, right? It's a train train up the child the way he should go, so when he get older, he won't depart. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually leaving room for the fact that you're going to do some things, but yeah. you're never going to depart from yes. the core, which you, which you learn, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it was you was trained up to be, you'll never lose that core, which is really dope. Yeah. So, and like, even now talking about the music aspect mm-hmm. of your life, so you get the grats. And then grass, do you do it? Do you explore music or are yes? You, like okay. grass, we it was this talent show at grass, and this was my first. Now, mind you, I had a me, my brother, and a guy named Sheeb. He was like the first person to ever like put me out, like on like put me in the music business because he he we had a tape, a little single that we did. He had this record company called uh, Bill Collectors. And he actually had a successful, uh, remember the Legion of Doom back in the day? Yeah, yeah. They had the record Live Bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, Sheep, and uh, I forget the other guy. But that's who actually produced it, Bad News. Okay, okay. So he produced my my very first record called Need I Say More. Mm. And it was me and my brother. Me and my brother and uh, somebody else was in that group. But I think he ended up getting kicked out because she didn't like him. Okay. Bird. Okay. Me and my brother and Bird. We was lyric lords. Okay. So we had a record called Need I Say More. Now, my the the buzz is already in school that we had this tape out. Of a grass. This high school. This high school. Mm-hmm. That we had this tape out. And we was pretty successful selling the tape. So the talent show hit. This was my this was my first time saying like oh I want this, mm. man. As soon as they opened up the curtain, mm-hmm. the music like we had a whole show prepared. It's like let me hear y'all, let me hear y'all, man. The whole audience ran runs up to the stage. I'm like, oh, so I got to keep going. Now I'm <laughs> rapping, but it started a riot. It started. It was crazy, man. <laughs> It was so crazy. I was like, yo, I love this feeling. Yeah. I want this feeling. Like, we had, they had to stop the talent show after that. Oh, that's crazy. Nobody else can perform. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Nobody so, else can so perform. So, needless to say, and I always ask people this in school, were you with the cool crowd? Were you with the nerds? Were you with the jocks? Who, who, you, who was your definitely, with? Definitely the cool crowd. Definitely the hustlers. Because around ninth grade, that's when my... That's when uh, the street life kind of crept in. Yeah, yeah. So I would say the cool kids, the hustlers, all of Because I, I would pay people in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what a block captain is. Right. I was a block captain. Right. So I would pay people in the lunchroom, so it just would give me extra little kudos. Yeah. Like, like I'm paying these people, but it really ain't my money. Right. It's the person I'm working for. <laughs> I got to pay. You know how it is when you're young, man. You fronting. You know what I mean? Fronting like, yeah, I don't want to pay all you all me. Yeah, but it was dope. It was dope. And then, like, i always been a dresser. Right, right. So when you could dress and you, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was with the, with the, I would say the cool kid. Okay, all right. But I was quiet, though. Like, I stay, I, I could I could tell you a real crazy secret, man, on here. With the stuff that I had, you'd have thought I was hitting every girl around. Uh-huh. I stayed a virgin until I was like eighteen. Wow! Wow! Until I was eighteen years old. Wow! Yeah. 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 But That's heavy because thought... people don't know. Yeah, people don't know that. Right. right. Like even my my classmates don't know that until now. <laughs> they know now, but it was girls around, girls around me. But I was a virgin until 
18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. deep. That's yeah. deep. But I mean, again, when you got everything that looks cool, yes. then they assume whatever yes. they want to assume. Yes. But every girl they see around you, yes. they they'll is. say you doing it yes. without you even yes. saying it. So you they ain't got to lie. They assume like, it. Oh, you out doing what you yeah. up to? you like, come yeah. on, man. Stop yeah. that. They assumed it. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> it, was that, it was this movie that... I think if they bring those types of movies back to show kids, it would slow up a lot of stuff. Uh, there was this movie about diseases that uh, they showed you in health class back in the day. I remember that movie. Scared the bejesus out of yeah, me. That drone, yeah, that drone was crazy. I was like, I'm never doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing it. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to touch a woman. Like, yeah, they look good, but nope. <laughs> I don't want to catch none of that. Right, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. It, I was like, man... That's I good. met a I met a a lawyer that worked across the street from a job I had. Uh-huh. I worked at this place called Moriarty's. Uh-huh. Like at 12, 11th or 12th and Walnut. And there was like a law firm right there. And that's when I indulged in my lady activity. Right, right. Oh, that's you know great. Right. So all right, boom. So in high school you got the record out mm-hmm. and, and it's doing, you know, you're doing enough in the neighborhood to make yeah. some noise. So what what happened after that as far as your music career happened? Um my brother died. My brother was killed by his best friend mistakenly. Mm. His best friend murdered him uh by a mistake. And I think it sent him like it it it, it sent my brother's best friend it made him a little crazy. Right. Like to this day like he's a little off. Mm-hmm. And I can't be around him. I can't. He got out, whatever. And you know what I mean? I don't want to see him, none of that, because at the end of the day, you still killed my brother, but it was by mistake. Right, right. They was high. My bro- So my brother ended up dying. Mm-hmm. And my love for music, because my brother was like my hero with, with uh, music. Mm-hmm. He was like my... Like everything to me, like a rap god. Like right. I would just sit and watch him rap and how he create these raps, and then he used to write me raps. Mm. Mm. So he, my love for it like diminished. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really into it like that no more. Cause it's like I don't have that one thing that made me go. Right. He wasn't in no more. Yeah. Cause he used to write my raps, right? Mm. So one day he was like, "I ain't writing your raps no more." Write a rap. I write this rap. I come kick it to him. He like, <laughs> throw it away. This is garbage. is <laughs> whack. You yeah. whack. You corny. Write it again. Go to him again. <laughs> Ball it up. Throw it in my face this time. Mm. Come on, man. Like I got so mad I wanted to fight him. So I was like, man, he going to like this next rap. So I took my time. Took my time, but he taught me the importance of you don't always have to say the flyest thing to get your point across. Mm. Sometimes less is more. Mm. Just detail it. Yeah. He taught me like detailing raps. Yeah. And like if I close my eyes, I should see what you're saying. Right. That's what he taught me. Yeah. So I I hit that last rap and he was like, There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh man, I was so hyped. So not to have that right there, yeah, it made me stray away from music. Right. So one day, this guy named Fat Malik, I'll never forget this. This is the beginning of Major Figures. Mm. 
the beginning of Major Figures, mm. Fat Malik brought Gilly to me, to my a spot I was hustling out of. Mm. He like, yo, my man, I'm telling you, just listen to him, man. Check him out, check him out, whatever, boom. Gil hit this rap for me. Mm. I'm like, how long you been rapping? He know, I really just started. I knew he was going to be special. <laughs> That's crazy. I knew, I was like, dang, you just started? Right. Like, i never forget, on this block, Fat Malik and Gilly, Gilly came, he hit this rap, and then I rapped. He's like, oh, damn, I thought you ain't rap no more. Right. I ain't, I wasn't into it like right. that, but I still wrote raps. Right, right. So I still was loaded in case somebody wanted, you know what I'm saying? Because right. I still, I ain't lose my love completely. Right. I loved writing, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I hit this rap, and then it was like, yo, we putting this group together, um... It wasn't. It wasn't called Major Figures then. It was EAM, Ariad Mob, Earn All Money. Mm -hmm. So they had the black shirts. They had this tape all through the neighborhood, mm -hmm. killing it, like killing it. So that was the beginning of Major Figure. So yeah. at least I could have been a figure. <laughs> you could have been a figure. Yeah, I could have been a figure. <laughs> now, this same time, around the same time, uh -huh. I was dealing with this girl out in Southwest. She hung with Boy Bax's girlfriend from Ram Squad. Right. We go over there one day. Uh-huh. So we link up, boom, boom, boom. Now, mind you, I ran in the backs of them from, uh, it was a group called P&B. They, um, they had this record called Organized Bad Guys. Okay. And they put backs on the record. So I would be around them when my brother died, and they would, like, come on, man, come on, man, come on, you got to get back into it. So they was a little bit of my inspiration to get back into it, too. Mm -hmm. um, they end up, Ram Squad ended up doing this record called Northside. Mm -hmm. That was my reintroduction back into rapping. Wow, wow. Back into, like, getting wow. back into a series. So you got featured on that record? I got featured on Northside. Uh -huh. So me and Bax... Would like meet up, like where you at? Come on, we going to the studio. So they was doing this record called uh, "Regardless." Mm -hmm. Like they sold like a hundred thousand copies independent, mm -hmm. and Universal signed them. Wow, wow, wow! But in the midst of that, Bank had got killed. The mm -hmm. leader, the, the the head honcho of Ram Squad. Right. So Bank had got killed and. Turmoil and a bunch of crap. So I'm like, yo, is rap ever going? So it was like all these shots. It was like all these good things was happening, but it was so much bad. So I'm like, if this is what comes with rap, man, I don't want it. So I would, I would get like, like I wouldn't. My feelings, my heart went in it because it was just too, just too much. Yeah, discouraging, man. It was too yeah. much going on. It was too much going on. Like, when I be telling people these stories, they be like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a lot that went on right. during me rapping. That's crazy. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that happened. Then Ram gets the deal with Universal. Um, me and Baxter was cool, but me and Tommy had more. And, like, we had more in common. So me and him would link up. And hang together and go out and, you know, argue, cuss each other out, fight. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I ended up like leaving them alone because I didn't like where they were headed. Mm-hmm. Like it was just too much going on. And I was like, all right, I want to. I want to be a rapper. I don't want to be a gangster. Right. I'm already in the streets. I like getting money. Right. But out what y'all got going on ain't. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. And then I'm from the side that they going to war with. Right. Right. So I'm on my side. Right. With Ram Squad clothes on. <laughs> right. Right. Now right. I I I got enough juice. Ain't nobody gonna touch me. Right. You feel but me? But it's just a fact. It's just a fact though. Yeah. Like, but it will make people mad. Like yo man. Like come on man. It's like you you smearing it in our face. Right. Like people seeing you with this stuff. So I had to start realizing what the other people were saying. Like. Right. All right. Let me chill. So I went wear the Ram stuff sometimes. But sometimes I get in my bag and just. <laughs> throw it on. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was a crazy time. Like I I just thought I sh- I shouldn't have to go through all this to rap. Yeah, yeah. And then what so at that at what point did you um move out of that situation and it's like, you know what, let me just let me write. Let me just be creative on, on other aspects. Uh guy by the name of Hot Runner. Okay. He called Shout me out one the Hot day. Runner. Shout out to Hot Runner. Showed me this game like nothing before. Yeah. He showed me this game. So he, we linked up in LA. I ended up going to LA with E Rex. E Rex was one of the people responsible for Eve, Scott Storch. Like, he was the first person to discover these people and put these people in these places. Right. So E Rex, like, yo, just come out to LA. Come out to LA with me. And he's staying in a W, and it's like, it's just lavish. He like, go ahead, just, I got a suite. You take that room, I got this room over here. So now he takes me to the studio with E. We go to the studio with E. And Hot Runner's in there. He did a couple records for him. Mm. He like, yo, why don't you write these hooks for me? It's some dude named, what's his name, Big Pokey? Some dudes, some rap dudes that were signed to uh, Ted Fields. Okay. Uh, I forget that record. Uh, Nam was signed to him, too. Right, right. Nam Brigade was signed to him. So I ended up writing some hooks. Hot Runner gives me this check. Mm-hmm. Like, no, a lot of check, but he gave me cash. Like, huh. He's like, when we get back home, let's get it in. So I hear that a million and one times. He's like, right. yo, you dope. I hear it a million and one times. So Hot Runner calls me one day like, yo, I need a hook right now. You gotta get to the studio now. If you can't, come on, man. I got five hundred for you. Right. He like, I'm like, I ain't driving right now. He like, I'm gonna call you a cat. Right. He calls me a cat. <laughs> I get to the studio. He give me the money automatically, like, huh? Right. Just like you know what I mean, some quick bars, real quick. I do the hook, boom. Now me and him every day we rocking, we rocking, we rocking. He ends up getting a room down at the old. Uh, Sigma Sound. Mm-hmm. He get a room down there. Keith and Darren was in the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out to them. I learned a lot from those guys. Yeah. Watching them, looking, and then they, they were working on Floor Tree's project, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were working on Floor Tree at the time. Yeah. So I would like just peep in and still game and watch. Uh-huh. But Hot Runner ends up. We end up going to New York one day, and he never tells me what we was going to New York for, mm-hmm. but it was for Lil' Kim. Oh, wow, wow. 
this is when she's working on the naked truth. Gotcha. The beginning stages of it. So yeah. we go up there, play some drinks. She's like, nah, I want some, I want this feel. Like, so we come back, we start killing it. So in the midst of all this, one day I catches this cold. Right. So we do this record. One, two, three. You don't really want to with me I had a cold so the way my voice sound was so crazy and so unique Uh so uh, somebody calls for some records for Fab Mm -hmm. right yeah sends it out Fab like oh I want this this is my single oh that's crazy meanwhile Lil Kim did a freestyle to it and put it out on Hot 97 so we had to they had the cease it and all this. Right. I'm like, oh man, y'all, y'all blowing my, my right. first shot at a single. Right. Right. So, legend has it they were trying to put the game on that record, the uh-huh. Real Talk One Two Three record. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But Fab liked the way I sound. Oh wow, wow, and, wow! You know, I want to keep him on there. Oh, that's crazy. So that's how I ended up with that record, right. and then I ended up with a few records on. On Naked Truth. It's like almost everything I did with Hot Runner got picked up. Yeah, that's crazy. And he showed me how to he go was in the room. Runner, though. He was, he yeah. was hot. He was hot. Not, nothing sleeping about them nothing. tracks. They, them tracks was heavy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would go in these rooms and own a room. Yeah. To this day, when I go play beats and songs for people, uh-huh. I own a room. Yeah. He told yeah. me, like, no, you got to go looking like you don't need the money. Right. You got to be dressed. Yeah. So we'll be going up there, Louis Vuitton, iced out. We up there. We as soon as we walk in, and he like, yo, I guarantee you we leave with money. Right. We leaving with some checks. Yeah. And every time we left with checks. That's crazy. He's like, you gotta look the part, be the part. Yeah. Own the room. Yeah. He would get in. He would get in A and R's faces like, if you don't know this record, if you don't feel this, you shouldn't be an A and R. You should be fired. <laughs> I used to be like, yo, they going to kick us out. But they used to be looking at him like, yeah, I want that record too. <laughs> and then we were so thorough, right? We got we had got so good with Kim. The records that she picked from this, this, this JR was a new kid coming in the game, this little white kid. Mm-hmm. We picked all the records that she wanted from him. Oh, wow. Wow. Like we like you if you don't pick them three beats, right? You bugging, right? We should have got A and R credits on the Naked right. Truth, right? Right. To be right. honest, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So all right, so boom, you go that, you do that job, y'all. You and Hot Runner killing mm-hmm. the game. So what? So how did you pivot from making tracks, being writing hooks for MCs, and pivot to Empire? Um. And I know it was I know it was work between. Yeah, it that. was work between, but yeah. it was a lot of like I scored a movie, never scored a movie. This movie called Soulful. Mm-hmm. I scored this movie, and I didn't know what I was doing. That's how I ended up meeting Deshaun. Okay, I met Deshaun mm-hmm. Penn, who ended up being on making a band. Shout out later Sean on. Penn. Shout out Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Um, I scored this movie. Like I was just, I don't know, man. I just had this. I could do it attitude. Right. And nothing's right. going to stop me. So I, I'm going to get back to the story, but my favorite thing to, to watch is the hurdle race. Mm-hmm. Watching hurdle races, right? Right. So Because it's like no, it's something in your way, but you got to get over it. Right. 
Like, no matter what's there, that's, it's going to be there. Right. You got to get over it. It's always going to be a hurdle. Right. Get over it. Right. It's another hurdle. Get over it. Even if you fall, you still got to finish the race. Yeah. This is one race I was, I, I keep watching. I sent it to Deshaun. I might have put it in a, in a group chat. The girl falls. Oh, yeah, I saw it, yeah. But she gets back up. Mm-hmm. It's so inspiring to me. Like, it be bringing tears to my eyes when I watch. Because yeah. she ends up winning the race. Right. So yeah. it's like a hurdle races is like a life lesson to to me. Yeah. It's like no matter what, you could fall, you could get back up, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah. Because of that reason. Yeah. But so I said that to say there was a few hurdles in, in, in my way. But I would get these wins. And then there would be another hurdle. Then I would get these wins. And then I said, you know what? People ain't going to take me serious as a writer until I prove myself. So this is when the Batcave era mm-hmm. came about, mm-hmm. right? I stayed in Batcave, and I would write hooks and do free stuff for people for like two, three years. Mm-hmm. Like, I was getting money, so I was like, this thing, I ain't worried about this music money right now. I'm, get, I'm getting it, getting it in the streets at this time. Right. So I was like, let me focus on this. So Charlie ends up getting uh, manager Meek Mill. Mm. And that's Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. Yeah. Charlie Mack ends up managing Meek Mills. Meek Mills used to be in the studio for 12 hours a day. This is why I have the love and respect for Meek I have. Not, not needless to say, I knew him since he was a little boy. Right. But I got a different type of love for him. Like, I'd be arguing with people about Meek. Right. It'd be the craziest thing. Like, like it's like he my right. nephew or something or brother, little brother or something, but. Right. I don't let people talk about him in front of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Mac ends up getting him. Mac tells me, man, I know you're in the streets. If you get out the streets, man, I'll I, I help you. I'll help you get back to it. Yeah. And Mac had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, because I was kind of leaning towards getting out of him anyway. Everybody was dying, going to jail. Getting indicted. This is just crazy. So I'm like, let's see what happened. It happened. Yeah. I made a 30 piece with that man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing is um, Brashia Gray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Charlie ends up managing him. Troy Carter. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Troy. Right. Ends up, ends up signing him to Adam Factory. And hired me. He, I think he was giving me like fifteen hundred a week, a thousand a week, something like that. Put me up in a hotel to just write for him. Mm. Something writing for him, writing for him, writing for him. I had when I say I was coming up with smashes. Crazy. So in the middle of that, Yaz gets this one audition uh, for the movie Brotherly Love. Stunk it up. Mm. He ain't want to do it no more. Right. Leah Daniels hits Charlie, mm. who's uh, Lee Daniels' sister, mm. for Empire. Right. Yeah, as audition in front of Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson. Mm. He hits one of the raps that I wrote. Wow. Wow. And the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And it was like, yo, yeah, I want you to, because uh, they want this flavor. 
So they want you to come in and do it. So that live inside the morning. Yeah. <laughs> what are we waiting for? That was my rap. Oh, that was crazy. my actual, that was really my rap. Wow, that's crazy. He hit my rap. <laughs> that's crazy. You feel me? Right, right. That wasn't his rap. He hit my rap. Right, right. And then it was like, oh, my God. So now, here comes Empire. Right. Which was probably the biggest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. It was was an anomaly. Yeah, that show was huge. It it got Emmy nominations. 22 million viewers a week. It's crazy. Crazy. That's Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. Never seen nothing like this in my life. So now it's like I'm on this high. So now I'm doing that. I'm going to Timberland Studio. Timberland let me use his studio in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pinching myself though. I'm literally like every day like, this is the life. Like, yeah. but I, all I did was music. Like every day, wake up, studio, wake up, studio, 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 studio. Flying back and forth to Chicago because they filmed Empire in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back and forth, doing the songs there, doing recordings there, coming back home, getting with Sean, helping him write for Good Girl and mm-hmm. all these other different artists and different executives calling me, Tubby and right. everybody's calling me now. Now I'm like on a, I'm like it's a, it's a thing now. Right. They're like, no, go get Wiz. And then it was a thing that I could help develop acts because I could start them. And I finish it though. Right, right. I could finish it. Like I could okay, I know what this this person needs. Yeah. Like to this day I have that gift. Yeah. Like I could look at an artist and all right, if you just do this one thing, you could you know what I mean? So I had this I ended up getting this kid that uh Jay Z bought out on stage. He bought him out on stage in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it was all over TMZ and all this. Yeah. I ended up meeting his mom. Wow, that's crazy. And started writing for him. And Wanye's sons, yeah. I had this idea. I met Wanye's sons. Wine more. Wine more. Wine more. I love them little boys, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the love them. They're the best. I Respectful. love them. They, yeah, they dope. I love them, man. Yeah, yeah. So I had this idea. I was like, you know what? We should remake Hey Lover Smart. and use them mm-hmm. on a hook that was, they, they dad right. sung it anyway. Right, right. So I put them, I remade it, whatever, however. Shout out to Blizz on the beat. Mm-hmm. And it was, man, it was like catching lightning in a bottle. But, you know, sometimes when people don't, when people don't stick to the plan and go away from the plan, look at one more now. Right, yeah. Sign deal, which I love their yeah. new record. Yeah, yeah, killing yeah. it. They yeah. killing it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, just gotta stay to the plan, man. Yeah, that's it's crazy, man. Just because I'm I'm listening to your life and it's like coming from North Philly, right? Coming from a place that most people die, right? Most of your friends died around you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and, and I've seen people die, right? And then moving through a a, a business that mm-hmm. could have gotten you killed, yeah. you were protected through the whole thing. And mm-hmm. at the same time, like you, music keeps calling you back. Yeah. You run from music, and then music calls you back. Call me back. Right, and then and then somebody else. When you like, I ain't got time for this. Somebody else mm-hmm. pop up, like yo, you should do music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Then they introduce you to Gilly, right? Which yeah. gets your fire started again. Yeah. And then you end up in with the Ram Squad, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. the the way uh, 
looking back now, it's like everything was geared for you to stay mm -hmm. in this business yeah. in order for you to succeed and do what you had to do yeah. for your family. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I believe it's, it's something even greater, right? Because it's like uh, every time something big is about to happen for me in music, I go through some type of, it's a hurdle in front of me. This is why I like the hurdles. Right. It's always a hurdle in front of me, in front of me that I have to get over. Yeah. Like it's a hurdle in front of me now that right. I have to get over. Yeah. But I know it's something bigger. Like something big is like, and it's, it's just God like to me. It's just God like, listen, just stay the course, man. Yeah. Yeah. I put this in front of you to see what you're going to do. Right. What you going to do? Yeah. You're going to go around the hurdle or you're going to jump over it? You're going to follow the race how the race is supposed to go. Right. That's why I love that race. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I live my life like that. But and again, here we go. Praising through the process is like mm -hmm. every hurdle presented is a blessing behind it. Yeah. Right? It's a blessing yeah. once you get over it. So it's like yeah. every hurdle you've gotten over, there's been a blessing there. Yeah. So now, like, coming to a hurdle mm -hmm. it's not even fearful it's not even worried mm -hmm. it's almost excitement like okay the hurdles here yeah. that means as soon as i hop over this joint yeah. the blessings on the other side of it. i look forward to it now. right exactly right right I, I, and I, I embrace it i embrace what it is like yeah. i i used to be like oh but now it's like i just embrace it because it's like all right life is gonna happen yeah yeah. Life is going to happen. There's nothing you could do with life. Mm -hmm. Life is going to happen. Ups, downs, sideways, left, right, whatever. Life is going to happen. Yeah. It's either you let it beat you down or you fight back. Yeah. Here's the, here's the blessing, though. The blessing is yesterday prepared you for tomorrow. Yes. That's the blessing about life, right? It's like yeah. yes, yesterday is preparing you for tomorrow. Yeah. So as long as you, as, as you're living life, you understand, like, whatever it is you're going through right now is really just preparing you for mm -hmm. the blessing that's coming. And hopefully you'll see it. If not, you're going to miss it yeah. and have to go through the process all over again so when it comes back, you'll recognize it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's so it. so I, I, think it's, I think it's dope that the way you look at life. You know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. me knowing you, I see I see that in your character. Like, it's, yeah. there's no complaints. Like, let's just get it done, whatever yeah, it is. Done. You know what I mean? Like I told you, I hate the train, right? Right. I, I ain't driving right now. Right. I'm, I'm, which that's gonna change real soon. Right. <laughs> because right. I hate the train. Right. So I'm catching these trains to come to the studio. Mm -hmm. But it's like I hate the train. Yeah. yeah. I hate the train. But I'm doing what's necessary. Right. To come here, like it's actually easier for me to catch the train here than to catch an Uber. Yeah. Cause the train lets me off right, right, right there. The street, so yeah. I, I don't be minding. So it's like, all right, I could come out my office. I come out my office, walk two, three blocks down, get on the suburban station, the regional rail, right, and just boom, show up. Yeah, just show up. That's it. And get to work. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's dope. Now, um, talking about now and future, what are you doing now, and what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm excited about the ring right now. Yeah. I am very excited. It's the most. Um, it's two things that really got my juices flowing back in music. One was working on this Leak Moss project called Good Book. Mm -hmm. And we did a short film. And I've never worked with a person that allowed, that allows you to produce them. Mm -hmm. 
He said, do what you guys do. He allowed us, he bought into what we said. Mm. Right? Yeah. And he allowed us to produce him. The second thing is the ring. The ring got it, took it to another level because here's all these creative minds all thinking the same. Yeah. And all want the same goal. Yeah. And it's like a machine, right? Yeah. Now, the first thing that we did was we got Yaz back in. And the amount of songs that we created in that short span of time was like, wow. And a caliber of records. Yeah. Not just the songs, the caliber. Because you could do a gang of records and they all could be, oh, whatever. Right. But the caliber of records? Yeah. And then it's like just fellowshipping and just getting in and then creating. And the way we create, like, nobody has an ego. Like, everybody want for their brother what they want for themselves. Yeah. There's no me, 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 me. It's not like the only child syndrome. Like, it's my ball. Give me the ball. Right, right. right. It's not that. It's right. Everybody's, like, on it. Yeah. And everybody holds each other accountable. Like, Sean did something. Like, Sean knows how to wake me up, right? Right. He wouldn't call me. So I hit him one day, like, yo, what's up with you? What up? Are we there already? I was like, "What?" <laughs> and uh, he know he 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 knows me. He knows like, oh, you out your mind if you like you stop playing, Sean. Right. All right, I'll be there. Right, and then right. and then I just came. Right. And then he knows my commitment. He knows my commitment. He knows I'm gonna give it a thousand percent. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And then I've always wanted to work with you. Like I've always wanted to work with with you. Like. That was like, you know how you got bucket lists of people that you want to work with? Yeah. Because I watched y'all, I, I watched what y'all did down at, what's that, the 1030 building? Yeah, 1030 North Delaware. I watched, and I'm like, what the heck are they, this, this is crazy. Yeah. There's something going on in that building, man, because I'm looking at stuff come out, I'm looking at all these foreigns parked out front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on in that building? Right. And then my brother's, uh, ex-girlfriend Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie was like y'all uh, secretary or yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like assistant, that. Yeah. something like uh, that. So she was down there and she was like, man, they be getting it. <laughs> it's just crazy. They, The way they come up with them songs. Uh-huh. I used to be like, yeah. She's like, you should come down. So one day I did come down like, mm-hmm. but y'all was so busy. Like it was so busy. Yeah. Like, y'all ain't had time for nothing. Right, yeah. It was just like, yeah. stuff was going on. Yeah, we had a whole machine in Yeah, there. it was going on. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I like about the ring. Yeah. The ring, like, you go in any one of these rooms. It's like, I, ain't, I never did no country records. Right. We just did a whole country artist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Never wrote country in my life. Right. But being a part of the ring allowed me to be a part of Right in country, yeah. might I say, damn well. Right, uh, it was great. You know what I'm saying? It was great. The the act was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just different, man. Yeah, man. So, it's just uh, different. So, so um, uh, we gonna wrap. What what do you have? Um, how can people find you? How can people reach you? 
and, um, and, and tell us about what you got going on. You got a podcast of your own. Yes, I got a podcast. Mm. Certified, certified podcast. You know, shout out to Tiff Belargo. Shout out to Buck. I've been secretly, secretly working on a little album. Like my dad, before he passed, he wanted me to do an album. I just wasn't in the correct headspace to do it, but I'm in the right space now. So secretly, mm-hmm. I've been like sneaking little songs, mm-hmm. record one here, mm-hmm. record one here. So the project is called "I'm Done Grieving." Okay. So. Dope. Yeah, I'm, I'll make sure you get the, the cover and all that, but it's okay. coming. All right, where can we find you? You can find me at at Wizgam on all social media. W I Z G A M B. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Look me up, W-I-Z-G-A-M-B, Wiz Gam. All right. Know what I mean? Yep. So, my man, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, this was I, fun, I, man. I, I love you, bro. Love you, too. This was therapeutic, man. Man, that's that's what it's about, man. This is therapeutic. Process, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> flashback on life a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I just look back like, whoa. Yeah, man. And I didn't even say half the stuff I could have said. It's all good. <laughs> we, we'll do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank y'all for joining me for another CGH Thought. And in parting, I want you to remember, gratitude is the attitude that will enlarge your longitude and your latitude. Let me say that again. Gratitude is the attitude that will enlarge your longitude and your latitude. Have a blessed one.